Well, this might be it. My absolute masterpiece, the best seven round mock draft I've done for the New Orleans Saints. Yet we got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into this Mock Draft Monday episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much as always, making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget you can subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast so that you never miss the latest episodes. And as always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert credential member of the media, senior writer and reporter over at Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation website covering the New Orleans Saints, Saints News Network, Tuesdays on Locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. In today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends over at Ultimate Pro Football GM, the mobile app that you absolutely must own if you would like to be an NFL GM or manage your own football franchise, you can do it all with Ultimate Pro Football GM and all of our Locked On listeners can get a 100% instant boost to your franchise simply by using the promo code Locked On in the game store. Tell you more about them later, but today and on today's episode for this Mock Draft Monday, I want to introduce you to the greatest Mock Draft I've ever done. This is the Mock Draft that I am ready to sign, I'm ready to seal, I'm ready to deliver it straight to the office of Mickey Loomis and say, here you go, buddy. That's all yours for free. You don't have to give me anything. Just make it happen. And then we can all be happy. We can all move forward and look forward to the 2023 NFL season for the New Orleans Saints, which if I'm being truthful, I'm already looking forward to. But goodness gracious, this mock draft would make me all the more excited. Now, if you tuned into Frenzy Friday on Friday, um, you heard what I said was then my favorite mock draft. I've topped it. In that mock draft, I walked away at pick 29 with Mozzie Smith Felix uh, Anudike Uzama at pick 40, uh, Rashi Rice, the wide receiver out of SMU at 71. And then I wrapped up the last three picks with a couple of trade-ups for Chandler Zavala, the guard out of uh, out of North Carolina State, Kendra Miller, excuse me, Kendra Miller, the running back out of TCU, and then uh, Marte Mapu, the uh, safety who I would move to linebacker at Sacramento State. But n- no more of that. That that is That is so Friday. That is so Frenzy Friday. We are now here on Mock Draft Monday. And I'm going to show you how the New Orleans Saints can add a playmaker early. And it doesn't take much because you could actually still use pick 29 in the trenches, which is something that we discussed in Friday's episode around how the New Orleans Saints would be looking at this year's NFL draft, perhaps going for the bigger bodies first and then trying to add the playmakers as they go through. There's actually a way for the Saints to attack this year's draft and go for a playmaker within their first two selections and then make the risks later in order to continue to build up on the in the trenches, on the offensive and defensive line, which of course is where they feel that the, the game is won. So there's a couple of ways to do that. So I wanted to start this mock draft off by flipping the script a little bit, going big early, going playmaker early, and then filling out the rest of the roster. And I'm very proud of what we did here. So I'll, 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 we'll go through kind of step-by-step step with this draft. We'll look at the first two selections, particularly the second selection here, to start the show. Then we're going to take a look at trading up for a defensive end the way that I call it, quote, the right way, the way that most Saints fans would probably like to see it. 
and then a couple of late round draft crushes that I was able to move around for to make sure that we did that to wrap up this draft strong toward the end. So let's get this started. Pick number 29, no change here for me. It's Mozzie Smith all the way. We can discuss him a little bit later, but what I really want to jump to now is pick 40. So know that we started at 29 with defensive interior, nothing out of the ordinary in terms of what's expected for the New Orleans Saints. At pick 40, instead of me going guard, instead of me going edge rusher, instead of me going tight end, I went running back here. Now, we know that a lot of folks love, myself included, love the connection, the hometown connection between Tajay Spears and the New Orleans Saints. There's another running back that's even more electrifying that I also wouldn't mind seeing in the black and gold, and that is Alabama running back Jameer Gibbs. And if I'm able to get him at pick 40 and then turn around and do what I do next, which we'll get to in a moment, I'm very happy about this. So if I'm going Mozzie Smith and then Jameer Gibbs, I'm really, 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 really happy. Now, there's a couple of things to keep in mind here when it comes to sort of the metrics around Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs is the quintessential Alvin Kamara replacement. And I'm using that phrase very strongly, and I'm using that phrase very intentionally. Jameer Gibbs is the guy that you go out and grab because you expect Alvin Kamara to miss some portion of the 2023 NFL season, and you don't want to change your playbook. Jameer Gibbs is the guy that you go out and get if you think, hey, Alvin Kamara's years in New Orleans are numbered. The days aren't numbered, but the years might be numbered, right? You're looking at an, you know running back that's getting closer to the age of 30. The NFL just throws away all of its running backs when they turn 30. Could that be what's on the way for Alvin Kamara and the New Orleans Saints? You certainly hope that's not the case. The you know He's a beloved player in terms of the fan base, all of that. I get it. And I'm not suggesting that the Saints trade him away this offseason. In fact, you can't, right? No, He's not going to have a market because nobody knows what's going on with his legal situation. And he's a running back and he's, you know, you've restructured his contract. He's kind of untradeable for you anyway. But even if he was, I wouldn't suggest trading him here in 2023, at least not before the draft or before the trade deadline. You want to see sort of how things all kind of pan out. And if you want to maximize your ability here at running back, pairing up Jameer Gibbs and Jamal Williams, who is out here doing, catching a thousand passes a day, doing 1500 uh, uh, push-ups every day for his four a you know four time a week three time a day workouts that he's got going on. You can read about it. Uh, broke down his entire like workout regimen over at Saints News Network this weekend. You've got him working on expanding and developing other parts of his game, and then you add a guy like Jameer Gibbs who is just absolutely electrifying with the ball in his hand. He's electrifying without the ball in his hand. Not only was he Alabama's best running back last year, leading the team in re- in rushing yards, he was their best receiver last year as well. Didn't really lead in, in categories. I believe he actually led in receptions. Maybe he led in receiving yards, but I, this guy was the best player that Alabama had to offer on the offensive side outside of Bryce Young in 2022. So he's an NFL-ready prospect. He comes from a system that Alvin Kamara himself was a part of before he transitioned, or excuse me, transferred to uh, Tennessee and played with the Volunteers. So you're you're getting a guy that is of the same build. Now he is a little small, five foot nine, 199 pounds, a little bit below the Saints' usual threshold. You have to think all the way back to Marcus Murphy before you can get to a running back that the Saints drafted that was below five foot ten, five foot eleven. But him, Daniel Laskow, um, uh, I'm bringing I'm bringing you back on this one. Boston Scott actually would be the most recent one. Now that I think about it, he was what five? He was below five foot eight. He was small. Uh, so it's not above the New Orleans Saints or beyond the New Orleans Saints to go for a guy like Jameer Gibbs, who also only has just over 127 carries per year, which is a little bit more than the usual average that they like just based on the last five running backs that they've drafted. However, not enough for you to be able to just kind of flip the switch and, and, and kind of stop listening, especially when you're advocating for guys like Tajay Spears and stuff like that. So you get a Jameer Gibbs at 40 
And all of a sudden, your offense is wide open, no matter what happens with Alvin Kamara this season and the seasons beyond. And you're in a situation here to where you now have the rest of the draft to kind of do whatever you want. You addressed defensive tackle, your biggest need with Mozzie Smith at 29. Now you roll around to 40, and then all of a sudden, you're getting your hands on Jameer Gibbs, the running back. I absolutely loved being able to do this for New Orleans, especially because I was then able to follow it up with one of the known traits of the New Orleans Saints, which is being aggressive and moving up for an edge rusher, but I didn't have to do it in the first round. So Mozzie Smith at 29, builds up your defensive interior, great run stopper, really, really good as a pass rusher uh, as well. You look at uh, guys like Dane Brugler over at The Athletic, who absolutely love this guy as well. One of the things that he mentioned is that he's uh, ideally suited for a shade in the middle of the offensive line, similar to a couple of other guys, but he also fits in multiple fronts. NFL run defender with flashes at the pass rush and of his potential because of his natural leverage, body quickness, remarkable power. Those are some things that uh, Dane Brugler said about him. We've discussed Mozzie Smith a ton here on the show. Um, If you want uh, Dane Brugler's thoughts on Jameer Gibbs, uh, what kind of his bottom line when it comes to Jameer Gibbs is that he's basically everything that you can ever ask for. He's got explosiveness. He's got vision. He's got pass catching skills. He'll be an exciting NFL weapon. The biggest thing for him is just going to be, can he manage the workload of an Alvin Kamara with that size? So he might have to put on some extra poundage, things like that, but he should be perfectly fine if he does that. And hey, you take 4-3-5, speed and add that to this New Orleans Saints offense with run after catch ability in the checkdowns for a guy like Derek Carr, boom, bang, boom. We're cooking with grease. The gumbo, the roux is done. We're going. Everything's happening. We're firing all cylinders. I absolutely love what the New Orleans Saints could do with Mozzie Smith and Jameer gets back to back to start off their draft. Now it's time to trade up and go and get that edge rusher, but let's do it in a way that doesn't break the bank. We got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. And today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends over at Ultimate Pro Football GM. This is absolutely the mobile app of the century for me. This game is so much fun. Allows you to be an NFL general manager doing things just like we're talking about here drafting, trading, moving around, building your roster, upgrading your facilities, building your scheme too, and hiring coaches and coordinators that match your scheme, drafting players, signing players, trading for players that match your scheme to build yourself into a championship pedigree team. It's super fun, super easy to use, available offline so you can play it anywhere and everywhere. Um, you can. Uh, it's free to play. There's no timeout. You don't have to wait for anything. It's super awesome. It's everything that a mobile app should be. And it's everything that a game of this magnitude should be. So go and check it out today. Ultimate Pro Football GM. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on in the game store so you can get a 100% free boost to your franchise. It's a 100% free boost to your franchise for all locked on listeners by simply using the promo code locked on. You can find Ultimate Pro Football GM at ultimate-gm.com or by searching Ultimate Pro Football GM in the app store today. Start your dynasty today. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Appreciate you as always. Make it Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Start off with Mozzie Smith, Jameer Gibbs in this NFL draft, this mock draft here for Mock Draft Monday. Now let's get to the big trade up for the edge rusher. You know the New Orleans Saints are always willing to trade up. They're always wanting to be aggressive, all of that. So I've got some details for you, the Rich Hill trade chart, all of that. We're going to take a look at the pick that I made here at, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you this much, at pick 53. And then we're going to take a look at the pick that I made at 101. So that's where we're going next. And then we'll wrap up the show with a couple of my draft crushes that I was able to move around and get 
at the end of the draft. So you're hearing a couple of trade-ups here in the third round and in or in the second round and in the third round. So I didn't want to wait from 40 to 71. I just wasn't interested. So I traded 71 and next year's second round pick. Don't get mad at me. I'll explain to you why I did this. And next year's second round pick to the Chicago Bears to get 53 and their third round pick for next year. As far as I'm concerned, if you're the New Orleans Saints and you look at your round two pick, you're expecting to be selecting at the bottom of each of these rounds in 2024. The Chicago Bears, we'll see. They've done some very, very nice things to add to all of their, you know, to add weapons for their quarterback. They went and got DJ Moore, all that, but that defense is still an absolute shambles, and I don't think the draft is going to fix it. So for me, the difference between the New Orleans Saints second round pick and the diff- and the Chicago Bears third round pick, where the Saints don't have a third round pick next year, to me, I'm projecting that to be maybe 10 picks difference. That's not that big a deal to me. And if the Saints were to go into 2024 with a potential Alvin Kamara trade, maybe they pick up another third round pick. Maybe they pick up another fourth round pick, which allows them to be able to move back up into the second round. That second round pick wasn't even theirs anyway. It was Chicago. It was the Denver Broncos. You got it for Sean Payton. Not a big deal. And according to the Rich Hill trade chart, I traded away 130 points in value. I got back 140 points in value. Not bad at all. I came out on the plus end of that, according to the Rich Hill trade chart. And I walked away with Notre Dame edge rusher Isaiah Foskey. This guy is one that I haven't gotten to talk about very much because this is kind of the sweet spot for him somewhere between 40 and 50, uh, or excuse me, 40 and 60. He's somewhere in that range. And because of that, I haven't really gotten an opportunity to talk about him to the Saints because they don't pick from 30 all the way to 71. And when we think about it, the Saints, are they really going to sit around from 40 to 71 with so many needs and so many things that they want to address? Not necessarily. And so because of that, I ended up making the move up for him. Now, you're going to hear a lot of the same things about Isaiah Foskey that you've heard about guys like um, Marcus Davenport and Peyton Turner, that he's uh, got promising traits that he you know, needs to develop a little bit more in terms of his pass rush repertoire, all of that. But here's the thing that makes the biggest difference for me. Isaiah Foskey, first of all, drafting him at the bottom of the second round. I know you moved up for him, but getting him at the bottom of the second round, not giving up a single first round pick for him makes you feel really good. The second piece is that you look at what he's able to do as a planning pass rusher. He develops a plan before each snap and is able to execute that plan Part of the reason why we like Felix and Udike Uzama so much was because of the pass rush plan that he came out with or that he comes up with every single uh, every single snap. But the difference here is that Isaiah Foskey is six foot five, 263 pounds. So he matches what it is that the Saints like as their prototype on the edge. Uh, he's also got a massive 82 and an eighth inch wingspan, according to his pro day, and also comes in with 34 inch arms, according to his measurements over at the NFL Combine. All of that while running a 4.58 and then having explosive measurables like a 1.49 in terms of his 10 yard split and a 34 inch vertical jump and a 10 foot 5 inch broad jump. All of those things are to say he is incredibly explosive and very, very athletic. So he gives you all the athleticism that you like. He gives you the traits that you like. He gives you the prototype that you like, and he gives you the explosiveness that you need on this defensive line without the cost of major draft capital. That is why I am very, very stoked about this draft. So now at pick 29, I got Mozzie Smith. At pick 40, I've got Jameer Gibbs. At pick 53, I add in Isaiah Foskey, and I'm good for the rest of this draft. I'm just waiting to see what comes my way, kind of. 
I'm going to still be aggressive. I'm still going to move around, make sure that I get the guys that I want to get. Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm dying over here because of how excited I am. So the next piece after adding Isaiah Foskey is that you look at where it is that he is going to be able to plug in. And I want to take you back to Dane Brugler's draft guide here where he, with, with this one sentence at the end, he projects as an impactful sub-package rusher as a rookie with the talent to develop into a full-time edge rusher. That's exactly what I'm looking for. That is exactly what I'm looking for when it comes to edge rusher in the 2023 NFL draft. I want somebody that's going to be able to come in opposite Cam Jordan, <clears throat> rotate in along with Carl Granderson and Peyton Turner and, and, and Tono Passanio, and then just develop into a full-time guy. I don't need him to be a full-time guy in 2023. And honestly, if he doesn't pan out to be a full-time guy, but he's more of a rotational asset than Marcus Davenport and Peyton Turner have been, and I got him at the bottom of the second round, dub. It's a win. I'm happy with that, especially knowing what I also got at the beginning of this draft and knowing where I'm going for the rest of this draft. So I like a lot what I'm going to get with Isaiah Foskey. You'll also notice that I've followed a little bit of the Saints' usual trend here. Uh, Mozzie Smith does not have an RES score, but if he did, we would have to see what it is. Jameer Gibbs, 8.06, so he's elite there, or at least great there. Isaiah Foskey, 9.61, elite in terms of his ranking. And then up next, I've got Chandler Zavala, the guard out of North Carolina State. This is a guy that I continuously go back to for the New Orleans Saints because I feel like he could be a plug-and-play guy for you at, at left guard if he's healthy enough at the moment. He comes in with a 9.49 with explosive measurables in short distance, meaning he's able to deal with those splits in terms of getting up to the next level, things like that. 9.59 there, 2.88 seconds on that 20-yard split. Great for his size. 30 bench reps strong. Ain't nothing to worry about when it comes to his upper body strength. Didn't allow but four pressures in 422 pass blocking snaps in 2022 and has a 32 and a half inch vertical at six foot three, 316 pounds. That boy is explosive off the line of scrimmage. And you want that, especially in the run game where you got to be able to launch up from your stance and get right into the grill of an NFL defensive lineman. So I like a lot what Chandler Zavala brings in that level of his game for sure. So let's uh, recap so far where we are. Mozzie Smith at 29, Jameer Gibbs at 40, Isaiah Foskey, the edge rusher out of Notre Dame, doesn't have a ton of development left to do, but or he's not in a situation where you need him develop to develop in order to have an impact, but he'll he'll be impactful and you can develop him further from there. That's the difference in terms of what we're looking at. Checks all the boxes in terms of size, speed, agility, explosiveness, length, all of those things. And then we add Chandler Zavala, who's a solid pass blocker, nitty gritty in terms of a guy that can help you out in terms of the run game as well, uh, has that explosiveness, has that get to the second level type of speed and breakaway-ness, and then has the upper body strength to make it happen when he gets there too and get the job done and make it look good while he's doing it. And we're going mad athletic, uh, relative athletic scores as we're going through here, right? Um, uh, we're over 8.0 on every single one of these guys so far, and that's only going to continue as we get to some draft crushes of mine to wrap up this locked on or this uh, locked on Saints mock draft. I've been producing the NFL mock draft all weekend, so I'm getting my terms mixed up. But I can't wait for y'all to see that one too. So got this coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked On Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it. Huda Nation, wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Saints, our mock draft Monday with the best New Orleans Saints mock draft I have done so far for the 2023 NFL draft. I'm ready to 
hand this one over right to Mickey Loomis and say, here you go, buddy, all yours. So just to uh, take a look ahead real quick in tomorrow's episode, I mentioned earlier about Jamal Williams' insane workout uh, schedule over the course of this week or over the course of the offseason. We're going to break that down in tomorrow's episode, so you don't want to miss that. I got some insight in terms of like what the goals are, where he wants to develop, how he wants to continue to build, all these other things, So and and, and the methods by which he's doing it. So we'll have a, a fun conversation around that and off-season dedication that we're seeing from Jamal Williams. But right now, we're focused on building up around Jamal Williams. That's why we added Jameer Gibbs. We helped over on the defensive side by getting guys like uh, Mozzie Smith and Isaiah Foskey. We added in a guard to block, potentially challenge at Andrus Pete or replace Andrus Pete after his contract year this year if the Saints need to go that route. Now, I'm going draft crushes. I want to go and get guys that I can get that can help me out on special teams, but that can also give me a situation here to where I'm going to be able to move around and utilize these guys and watch them develop over time. So I want to start off with a trade that I did here. So this is going to help me out. So let's, or, or, or to, to, to continue to help me out. So I mentioned the Chandler Zavala uh, draft pick a moment ago. So let's bring up the full draft here. Mozzie Smith, Jameer Gibbs, Isaiah Foskey, Chandler Zavala. Then I go Luke Schoomaker, and then I wrap up with Ben Van Sumeren, the linebacker out of Michigan State. Luke Schoomaker, of course, the uh, tight end out of Michigan. I'll tell you everything I like about him in just a moment. The Chandler Zavala move, I moved up to 101 in order to get that done. I traded 115 and 165 in terms of trade value, 35 points. Got 101 in terms of trade value, 35 points, according to the Rich Hill trade chart. So I broke even there. Similarly, in order for me to move up to go and grab Luke Schoomaker, I needed to take Bill Belichick out of the equation because the man won't stop drafting tight ends. Uh, He drafts tight ends like his life depends on it. So I sent 146 and 227. So that was one of my fifth round picks, my earlier fifth round pick and a seventh, which totaled up on the Rich Hill chart to 15 points in order to move up to 135, which on the Rich Hill chart comes in at 17 points. So I came in a little bit under value there and I drafted Luke Schoomaker. Now, why? Do I keep drafting this guy? Well, the first thing I want to mention is that this is a historically good class for tight ends. These names that are on this tight end list this year, Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid, Luke Musgrave, uh, Darnell Washington, Tucker Kraft, Sam Laporta, and Luke Schoomaker. Those are kind of my top seven guys. There's a division there probably between Darnell Washington and above for top four, and then Tucker Kraft, Sam Laporta, and Luke Schoonmaker below. I probably swap, I probably move Sam Laporta up a little bit too. I really, really like him coming out of Iowa. But Luke Schoonmaker is a player that I like a ton coming out of Michigan as well. Six foot five, 255 pounds, 251 ish pounds. Ran uh, four, six, three. So he gives you speed. He's got some yards after catch ability as well. Um, he is, uh, let's see, I wanted to highlight. Oh, here we go. Vertical jump, 33 and a half inches at the combine. 35 and a half when it came to his time at his pro day and a 10 foot seven inch broad jump, all very explosive metrics there. I bring that up because the relative athletic score for Luke Schoomaker, 9.86 right up the New Orleans Saints alley, had a great 40 time, all of that. Uh, Good shuttle time, really good three cone, came in under seven seconds. That's really what you're looking for, especially at his position. Excellent stuff there. And what I really, really enjoy about Luke Schoomaker are a couple of different things. I like what he does on the field in terms of seeing the field. Him crossing, he did this a lot in Michigan or at Michigan in Ann Arbor. He was crossing the field, finding soft spots in zones, 
all of that. Does a very good job reading the field, finding green grass, sitting down where he needs to sit down, carrying where he needs to carry. Has a really good mind for that as a, not a super polished route runner, but knowing where to get himself in order to help out his quarterback. Speaking of that, also very good, sort of like Rashid Shahid, sort of like Chris Olave with moving with the quarterback, played with guys like Shea Patterson and 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 the the McCarthy kid who just moved around all the time, sometimes unnecessarily. And because of that, he got really good at doing that as well. So he knows how to move and help out his quarterback, get to the open spots to, to help bail the quarterback out. The other thing that I love, and we've watched the New Orleans Saints defense fall victim to this over and over and over again, back in like 2017 through 2019, this was something they really struggled with. The old Y leak. Y oftentimes is the des- position designation along with like X for a receiver, Z for a receiver, all that F for a slot receiver. Y is usually a designation for a tight end in particular, a true Y, which would be more like an inline tight end, lines up with his shoulder up against a tackle, right? He's really close in formation. He does a, and, and the thing that the Saints used to struggle with all the time is that the tight end would be in that formation. It would look like a run play. They would run a play action. The tight end would start to, to block, but then would just kind of leak out beyond everybody as everybody started to pursue, to pursue the presumed ball carrier. The quarterback would just roll out and then just drop one off over the top of the defense to the tight end. This is something that Schoomaker has done over and over and over and over again at Michigan. This is part, they had ran a very heavy RPO offense. That is a uh, a big time sort of wrinkle in RPOs that we see a ton, especially as RPOs have continued to develop and evolve in college football. That will translate to your pro style offense in the NFL. Even if you're not running RPOs, the Y leak play action is a staple in playbooks across the NFL and something we've watched New Orleans Saints run a bunch every now and then too. And what you're looking for this year is a tight end two. You're looking for a legitimate tight end two that can develop into a tight end one. And the reason why you want that is because you want sort of the versatility and the the ability to change out Juwan Johnson and Luke Schoonmaker over time without tipping if it's a run play or a passing play. And so his his experience in Michigan's offense, which is a run-heavy offense or has been a historically run-heavy offense, where he was asked to block a lot, understand protections, understand calls, that will help to kind of lessen the hump that is the transition for a tight end from college to the NFL. But because Juwan Johnson is already in New Orleans, he doesn't have to clear that hump to the point where he's a starter. He has to clear that hump to the point where he's complimentary. And once he's able to do that, then bam, he's all good. So I love that. And then I like too that the the looks that he has been given, I mean, Michigan even at one point ran a wildcat pass to him where they had a running back on a third and one, a heavy formation with him over on the outside in line. They snapped directly to the running back. He pretended he set up like he was going to block, broke out to a corner route. Nobody followed him. So he, so the running back just threw the ball over to him. So if Alvin Kamara is back in 2023 at a certain time and they want to give him an opportunity to throw the ball finally, Luke Schoonmaker has a lot of experience in making that happen. So really, really good fit, I think. Kind of Josh Hill-like, but with a lot more athleticism, some yards after catch ability, all of that. Big time seam threat too, especially at that size, six foot five, two fifty, and being able to move the way that he does. And then finally, as we've mentioned before, and as I, I continue to champion, I plant my flag every year for a guy. It could be Luke Schoonmaker this year, but it's not. It's been Van Sumrin, the linebacker out of Michigan State. Needs to develop instincts, needs to see more experience at uh, linebacker, transitioned from fullback to linebacker while he was at Michigan just two years ago, then transferred from Michigan to Michigan State, 
and made some good plays for them, is a fantastic special teamer for sure, good tackler, solid tackler, but at six foot two, 231 pounds, he's running around with 4.45 speed, jumping 42 and a half inches in the air, and clearing broad jumps of 10 foot 11 inches. The athleticism on this guy is absolutely insane. And that's exactly what the Saints fell in love with when it came to Caden Ellis, whose testing numbers weren't this good, but his drills were outstanding. His box jumps, things like that, that he was doing in terms of getting ready for the draft were nuts. And a guy like Ben Van Summeren allows you to replace the potential that you found in Caden Ellis. You just hope that he develops into that potential the same way that Caden Ellis does. At worst, you spin a seventh round pick and you have a 10-year special teamer, right, that you that you drafted. And that's a big part of what the sixth, seventh, fifth, sixth, seventh, fourth, sixth, seventh rounds are uh, in the NFL draft. Didn't have to trade up to get him, so I was very, very happy about that. I just grabbed him at 227, the one seventh round pick that I held on to. He could be a priority free agent too, for all we know, but I didn't want to wait for that. I just went ahead and grabbed him. All right, so just to review, Mozzie Smith at pick 29, Jameer Gibbs, the running back out of Alabama at pick 40. Isaiah Foskey, the edge rusher out of Notre Dame after a trade-up with the Chicago Bears at pick 53. Cost me second-round pick next year, but got a third-round pick from the Chicago Bears next year, whose defense is atrocious, hoping that that's not going to be a big gap in terms of my change there. Didn't have a third-round pick yet last for next year anyway. Traded up with the San Francisco 49ers, didn't have to move a ton for that to get Chandler Zavala, the guard out of North Carolina State. Luke Schoonmaker, we just finished talking about out of Michigan, the big tight end there after a trade up with the New England Patriots, and then stood pat at 257, actually, sorry, not 227, 257 to get Ben Van Summeren, the athletic and electrifying linebacker out of Michigan State. That is the best mock draft that I have done for the New Orleans Saints, hands down. I'm excited about it. I hope that you are too. Let me know, sound off, send me your mock drafts as well, uh, and get ready for a fun episode tomorrow where we're going to take a look at Jamal Williams and all the crazy things that he is doing to get ready for the uh, 2023 NFL season. Before we're out of here, I want to shout out the LSU gymnastics team, fourth place in nationals, not the championship that the uh, the LSU women's basketball team won, but hey, considering all of the ups and downs that they went through all year, shout out to those ladies for getting it done. The women of LSU getting it done this year, being so much fun to watch. Appreciate you as always for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day. Don't forget to come back tomorrow for our Tuesday episode. Don't forget we're here every single Monday through Friday for all you everydayers out there. Keep sounding off. I love hearing it. I love hearing when y'all come through and say, hey, I'm an everydayer. I love knowing the folks that are here every single day. I'm going to work out some shout outs for everybody, uh, work out a way to do that as well. So I appreciate y'all as always making me part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints, in between these episodes, including ballin' mock drafts like this one, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.